This episode of the Well Actually Podcast is brought to you by Naija Food Depot. Naija Food Depot is an online store that delivers your favorite African and Caribbean groceries straight to your door. Whether you're in New Jersey or anywhere else in America, Naija Food Depot has you covered. That's N-A-I-J-A fooddepot.com. So welcome to the Well Actually podcast. I am your host, Toju, and I am joined by uh, a man who has been on this show before in more um, competitive uh, environment during our game night. So uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, sir. Well, hello, everybody. It's good to see everyone again. This is uh, Jesse Hamilton McCoy II, but everybody just calls me Jesse. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be on the show with you, bro. All right. Yes, sir. So uh, we we have a lot to get into, and we were having some technical difficulties uh, to start off, but you know how that goes. And uh, I, I first wanted to get some important stuff out the way, so I just recently saw this. And today, October 31st, is the deadline for the public service loan forgiveness. So anybody who's trying to file for that, and this is open to firefighters, doctors and nurses, government employees, police, U.S. military, nonprofit employees, teachers, faculty, school staff, and of course, members of the Peace Corps. Today is the last day for you to uh, apply for that. And uh, cause you know, people are trying to hate on anyone getting like student loan forgiveness or whatever. I'm like, nah, get it, get it how you can. Exactly. Jack, I'm, I'm, that's not, that's a topic for another day, but I'm not even gonna get into that because yeah. there's, there's a lot of hateration going on for people who are trying to get this student loan forgiveness. And I, I I mean, I kind of, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like I know how you feel on that. But, you know, if you got, if you got something that you want to get off your chest. Oh, in terms, <laughs> I mean, oh, oh absolutely. Uh, go so, ahead. <laughs> so first of all, mm-hmm. um, I just want to echo what brother told you was telling you all. I don't care if you don't think you qualify. Put in the application. <laughs> let, let the government tell you that you don't qualify. Don't do it now. And I'm telling you this because one, there's, there's a two-part process. So we've got the public uh, service loan forgiveness program. And then there's a temporary public service loan forgiveness program. That's what the Joe Biden thing they just announced, right? The way it works is if you have made a hundred and I think it's 102 consecutive uh, qualifying payments, then your loans will be forgiven. So it's essentially the equivalent of 10 years of payment or 10 years of qualifying service from a place. Um, and on top of that, the time that COVID has taken away from you, where we have had this, uh, I guess you could call it a deferment, but it wasn't because of you chose a deferment, it was an administrative deferment. All that counts towards your payments, right? So if, if you have the ability, some of y'all walking around at month 99 and <laughs> just don't know, uh, get these loans forgiven. The second part of this is the temporary public service loan forgiveness program is the thing that takes off the 20,000. So. I know some people rich that's listening to this and that's fine. If, if you rich, that's on you. But for the rest of us, 20,000 makes a huge difference, right? And granted, there's a lot of people who got their own protests with Biden about, oh, why couldn't it be 50? Why couldn't it be 100? Look, every other president gave you zero. <laughs> so take advantage of $20,000. It's your money. You know, it should work for you. Uh, lastly, I do want to let you all know, just because I am a lawyer, Unfortunately, 
when we talk about hateration with this program, hateration is in full effect because they have filed a federal lawsuit to stop your ability to get the little measly $20,000 off of your stuff. They stopped that. They don't even want you to have the 20,000. So for all of y'all who was like, well, why it ain't 50? Why isn't it a hundred? Uh, you see, they hating on 20. <laughs> so, so. All right. so I don't, I don't want to cut you. I don't mean to cut, cut you off there, but I'm trying to understand why would they fight that? Like what, what is, why? I, I just need to understand why. Yeah. Just, that's all. I, that's all I can say. Why? I mean, I'll tell you the answer, but you're not gonna like it. I mean, we're here for hard truths. Okay. Racism. That's <laughs> that's, what, that's right. racism. So okay. let me let me explain to people, right? For much of America's history, there has been some impediment into black people in mass being educated. At one point, it was illegal for black people in America to be educated. The second crime that a black person committed on American soil was teaching themselves how to read, okay? So after they realized they couldn't stop us from getting educated and they couldn't keep us in dilapidated, separate yet allegedly equal schooling, (laughs) then it was like, okay, well, if they can be part of our schools and do all this, the only way to weed people out is to make it expensive, right? Because most of us don't have eight, generations of wealth stacked up because unfortunately eight generations ago we were the wealth that people were (laughs) sad but true so now we've got so many people who have found a way to navigate education into the middle class that they see there's a problem now it's no coincidence that this is also coming at a time where the united states census says hey the demographics in america are changing a little bit and racists are deathly afraid that if black people get in power, we are going to do to them what they did, what they did to so many of us. So they have to stomp this out at the very beginning. Now, is it going to work? Well, if you had asked me this question during the Obama administration, I say there's no way they can stop it. But I don't know if y'all noticed the composition of the Supreme Court right now. <laughs> if there was ever a time to hate on student loan forgiveness, uh, these are nine people that you want here in that case if you are a hater. So um, that's gone. And they're also arguing the case about affirmative action this week. Uh, we're pretty much bracing for that to be gone. You see what they did to Roe v. Wade? That's gone. <laughs> so so um, I say all that to say, apply now. Just get your application then. Don't worry about all this other stuff. Do what you got to do to make sure that you uh, can get as much value off of the student loans. Because to be honest with you guys, and I know, like, speaking to other Black people who are listening to this program, if you think like me, them student loans was already paid for the day you graduated anyway. You, you want you to think about it. So, um, you know, Jesus paid it all. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I was talking mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it would be nice to get it, but and it, and it affects you also because think about it. If you don't have to pay these expensive astronomical monthly student loan bills, what else could you be doing? You could be buying a house. You could be starting a business. You could be put, setting your kids up for the future. All the stuff that they don't want you doing because <laughs> you're black. <laughs> so, so Jesse, I don't mean to put this on you, but do you have any good news? Oh, I always got good news. All right, let's let's hear some of that. Let's hear some of that. <laughs> like so, everybody trying to hold us back. Like, 
Nothing happened. Nothing happened. I mean, the, the good news is, I mean, them trying to hold us back is not new. But the good news is, look around. They haven't been successful, right? <laughs> They're not successful because they don't understand how we operate. It is inherent in the genetics of anybody who is a descendant of Africa <laughs> that uh-huh. it doesn't matter what you give us, we uh-huh. will make miracles with what we have. And once we make miracles, we're going to put the whole community on and the whole community gets on, we all grow. That's uh-huh. how it works. We don't have to be you know, infatuated with the bells and whistles, even though that's how they lure some of us away. You see how I'm doing this transition to Kanye. Take your time, take your time. We, we, we're we're going to get there because okay. there is, whew, there is a lot of, mm, you know what, let's, let's, you know, we're we, we going to get there. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. So, all right, let's, let's get to something a bit lighter, but not so much. So there was a story about, uh, we're going to talk some sports, but not necessarily the games. It's uh, because in the NBA, the games are probably the least uh, interesting and least stimulating part of what happens. And there was a little dust stuff, dust up or a yes. kerfuffle, if you will, yes. at a practice for the Golden State Warriors. This was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we're, we're late to get into the news. Yeah, people be busy. But anyway, uh, a young man by the name of Draymond Green uh, socked his teammate. And by sock, I mean, it was like a clean right hook and he dropped him. He dropped him immediately. (laughs) And so first of all, I want to get your thoughts on, obviously not workplace violence, obviously, but like the environment, (laughs) the environment of uh, the NBA and how that is different from the typical workplace. And then we'll, then we'll move on to like other parts of it that I found interesting. Um, so how the NBA is just different from regular workplace? Well, oh, one, no, just what, matter of fact, just what your thoughts on the whole uh, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, Golden State Warriors, um, how everything came together? Sure. I think what we're seeing with the Warriors is a changing of the guard. And what okay. I mean by that is for so long, this has been a team that was dominated by Steph, Clay, and Draymond. They won championships. They did what they had to do. They know what the formula is. But think about last year. Right. So for the last couple years, Clay Thompson ain't been able to make it through the seasons. Right. Draymond hasn't been stellar, but he's still been kind of an integral part of getting the ball facilitated to everybody else. And Steph has always stepped up, but it hasn't been Steph alone. It's been somebody that they previously had coming off the bench named Jordan Poole. Uh Not only that, but he has blossomed into somebody who is able to drop 30 a night with no problem. And it helps that he likes skin and he fits into that dynamic <laughs> in general. So Jordan Poole is feeling himself so much so that him and his agent felt like he was worth $140 million and the Warriors agreed, right? So at this point, it's kind of like if you're going to pay somebody $140 million, this is shifting who you think your star potential or your team is going to revolve around. And the old guard doesn't like that because historically in the NBA, you got to earn your stripes. You can't just walk in here and tell veterans what to do. There are all kinds of stories about all the hazing that Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason used to put people through back in the day. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter how much your paycheck was. Uh, even Jordan had to go through it. Everybody is just part of the process. But I think what happened was they had a practice and I think that Jordan Poole said something 
that made Draymond upset because it was true. He called him triple single. And <laughs> is that confirmed? Like, is is that confirmed? It's like, not confirmed. Okay. But you could tell with the, the way Draymond walked off the, the court, I was like, mm. uh, Draymond has always been the heart and soul of that team. And Draymond is kind of, he's a no-nonsense guy. Like, he's the dirty guy. He's, if you will, the equivalent of Rodman to the to the Bulls. Like, he's going to get the rebounds. He's going to do the dirty work nobody else wants to do. He's going to crawl on the ground for the ball. He's going to be the one to fight if y'all got to fight. Because, you know, you know, Clay and Steph ain't fighting nobody. Right. So, <laughs> let's go fight. Um, I think that Jordan now, he's feeling himself. And he said something to the effect of triple single. Because, to be honest with you, if you look at Draymond's statistics over the last year, it's pretty accurate, right? <laughs> pretty accurate. And, that, and, and not to say that people should be reduced to their stats, because I think being on a team is a lot more than just how many points do you score or how many rebounds do you get. It's more than that. But right. that is a crucial part <laughs> of, the, of the process. And when you're making 140 mil and you scoring 30 points a night whenever they need you, it's kind of hard to listen to somebody that's dropping four, right? <laughs> so, so let so let me ask you this, because you say that Draymond, or it's it's thought of that Draymond is the heart and soul of the team. He's like the fiery one. He's the one always getting under people's skin. Right. So, isn't it kind of uh, what's the word? Um, hypocritical for him to be all in his feelings when somebody says one thing to him and he just goes off. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that's supposed to be your job, getting under people's skin, and then. Like, like you've seen the video, right? That yep. like the the fact that the video is out is what is it's another thing that people in NBA circles are like. That's that's like the biggest offense there, not mm-hmm. the punch, not the trash talk. It's the fact oh, yeah. that the video got out. And I'm wondering, like, you're supposed to be the one that like, like no one else like you. You could tell like when someone says something really offensive, everybody around you their demeanor changes. They're like, oh shit, like we're gonna have to do something about this. Mm-hmm. Nobody even like you notice like nobody even stepped between them like like nobody saw it as a big deal nobody saw it as anything that that had to like oh we got to hold him back oh you went too far none of that like just these people still dribbling the ball and everything and then Draymond walks up to him and this is the part where I take exception it Draymond initiated the contact mm-hmm. so it's it's sort of like on some stand your ground shit like someone comes up to you as the aggressor. And then, like, he determines when the fight starts, and then, like, oh, no, you got to keep your hands up. Like, no, the fight doesn't start when you talk trash. Like, the fight starts with, like, I push you off. That's not the start of the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pushing you off. Like, yeah, we're, like, I talk trash. You came up to you, like, what you, what you, like, you trying to kiss my forehead? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, yeah, get out of my personal space. And then, like, again, nobody even, like, thought anything of it because obviously they would have held him back. There's a size advantage, like significant size advantage in height and weight. And like even in experience, like you're the OG, mm-hmm. like you're a veteran, like you're not supposed to be even be in a situation like that. And I, I like that's just the way I see it, because Draymond was probably in his feelings about a bunch of things. And there's some rumors that like he got some personal stuff going on. So like, obviously, I don't want to speculate as to what that might be. Mm-hmm. But he said he brought that stuff to work with him. And that's probably what the issue was. Again, still not an excuse. Because I've, like he has had multiple instances where he, his his emotions have gotten the best of him and have put his team at a disadvantage. But then the team didn't act. Like, no, no team discipline. He was basically sent home for the day to go cool off in the middle of training camp. Like 
what what does that do? Like that's that's not discipline. He's still suited up the next day. Right. And Jordan Poole, like, was he what like how is Jordan Poole supposed to feel in that situation? Just be happy he got his 140 or what? Like, <laughs> what, like what's going on? Yeah, man. So it's hard for me because I, I don't I don't want a victim blame, but I think that there's there's a there's for me it's just like if if you ever been in a fight, especially people, if y'all listening, anybody from the hood, you've been in a fight. If somebody is angrily walking from the three-point line towards you, you don't wait for them to hit you in the <laughs> Like, at this point, it's escalated, and it's time to throw hands at that point. Um, see, I, see, I understand that, but, like, you could tell when you could tell in the air when, when the fight's about to start. Right. Like, you could, you could almost smell it. And, like, nobody else, like, got that inter- like, got the impression that something serious was going to go off. Like you can usually tell, like the way the leaves are moving, even though you're indoor, you mm-hmm. could tell like all the animals get quiet, and it was none of that. It was just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't see how. Like obviously, Draymond. I don't see how anyone can justify what Draymond did, other than, mm-hmm. oh, it's a different workplace. Obviously, you're not going to punch someone in the face when you're at your office job, but still, they they fight all the time in practice or whatever. Like. Sure, we don't see it in the games, and that's because they've almost legislated it out of the game, where mm-hmm. like stepping off the bench gets you a game suspension off off the rip. Like you only need to make contact. Like a toe over the line literally gets you a one game suspension. So they've made fighting seem like it doesn't happen in the NBA, mm-hmm. but it happens all the time in uh, in their like in practice and behind the scenes stuff that we don't see. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and I and I think you know. So much stuff happens at practice. I think one of the reasons we don't see anybody stop Draymond Green is I really feel like the rest of the team was always kind of afraid of Draymond Green. So nobody wanted to be the person to stand in between it. Not to mention, I'm sure if Jordan Poole, like, I hate to transpose myself, right? But if I just got a a contract for 140, Mm -hmm. 140 Mm -hmm. million, right? The level of disrespect that I'm tolerating (laughs) has just astronomically decreased. I don't care if I was best six man last year. I don't care if I was coming off third string last year. When I get the 140 million contract, I'm going to say what I want to say. Uh-huh. I wish you would try to do something. I got lawyers now. Like, it's Ooh. a whole Yeah, we, 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 we in a different ball game now. Okay. That's, I see so what I just feel like, you know, Draymond, and, and I don't, you know, I guess I also grew up playing sports. So I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of fights that happen. And the whole thing about it is, as a culture, you keep it in the locker room. Like, we, right. we deal with our stuff in the locker room. When we out in public, we're going to be friendly and act, at least act like we care about each other. Um, but I also know that, you know, sometimes some fights in the locker room don't stay in the locker room. Like, it's, there are certain things. Like, if you're mad at me about I ran the wrong direction on a, on a play, right, that's one thing. That's if you mad, work related, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's game related. Okay, yeah. well, I made a bonehead penalty. I shouldn't. Have. Okay, but if you mad because somebody was with somebody, girl, you know, what I'm saying? Like, like you know, we had that as a Hornets fan. That was what broke up Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson. Oh, yeah. So I, I was even going to say something more recent, like that happened in the bubble. You, you didn't hear about what happened in the bubble? That somebody's ex was like you. You were allowed to bring in one guest. Uh-huh. And he brought in somebody else's ex. What? Yeah, yeah. I did not hear about that. Oh, oh man, don't. <laughs> man, man. I mean, I think so. I think a couple of people are still writing a book about what happened in the bubble. But yeah, that was that was part of it. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, stuff like that. You can't and and, and imagine. And again, I'm I'm putting all kinds of facts in the equation. But imagine that the person who just signed a 140 million contract and all the ego stuff that go with that is the one that got your girl. <laughs> and, and then he called you triple single. Okay, but right. okay, but we but we know for we we know for a fact that's not it because Draymond just got married over the summer. Yes, to his to his lovely wife. So I'm not even gonna um Absolutely. say that that's that's what what it was. But you never know what goes on behind the scenes. Like we 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 don't really know these people. Let's exactly let's let's understand that. So he's from Michigan. We we found that out for sure. Yeah, oh, 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 yeah. he he represented he represented Michigan. In a in a very forceful way, absolutely he built for tough. Absolutely, <laughs> all right. So, I was like, I think I'm not sure how much time you got because I know we we started a little late because of the technical difficulties. So I just wanted to do like a quick rundown on House of the Dragon, sure, and or them dragons as it's called on social dragon. media by Black folk, or just Dragon House or however you call it. And I I was trying to do some research, and by research I mean binge watch it. Okay. And uh it's a lot. It's a lot. So let let me start by saying like I don't condone um pirating um where you watch your TV shows and movies or whatever. <laughs> but I'll say a friend of mine clicked on the wrong link and <laughs> and he was like, "Why do they just assume we know who everybody is?" Mm-hmm. And then my friend found out he clicked on the wrong episode and he was like an episode eight and basically had spoiled <laughs> half the show for him. I'm like, I was like, damn. So I had to start, I mean, he had to start all over okay. and like, so, but like you could obviously see like a lot of the, the backstories from a lot of characters from Game of Thrones, they were um, showing like you, there were a lot of Easter eggs that just throw in a name, no explanation. Just, you're just supposed to be like, Make maybe it's supposed to make you grin that like, okay, this is somebody we know. And Game of Thrones was more overtly about power. And this one feels like it's more like they're they're more about lineage, like the roots of the power. Like I guess they understand the nece- the necessity of power or whatever, but they're more concerned with how that power comes about strictly by bloodlines. Not necessarily by how by spilling of blood, but like you have to be of this bloodline in order to for for you to be legitimate or whatever. And there were some things that I was just like, I I I like I avoided like I tried to avoid what everybody was talking about. And there was a character that I saw his picture pop up a lot, so I just assumed he was like the good guy. No, he's not, and that's Damon. I was like, oh, yeah. yo, he. I was like, I was seeing his picture a lot. Like he, like I guess this was his star turn. Matt Smith, yes. uh, Doctor Who. Uh, he was in Morbius. He, he's been in a couple other stuff. And I assumed he was like the main, like the good guy. He's debaucherous in so many ways. Because <laughs> I was like, it got to. The, I'm, I'm sure you know this. Ep- the episode I'm talking about where he took his niece to the, to the spot, and I was like, oh yeah. And I thought like this is terrible, and that was just the beginning of what was like. Oh my god. Like I had to, I had to stop and pause, and Google how old the actress was before I continued. I'm like, I, I'm like, I feel unclean watching all of this. This is not right. This does not feel legal. Thankfully, R. Kelly pop up. Right. Thankfully, she is 22. 
So I, I, I did. I it, I got so uncomfortable with that. It it was. I was, it's like no. Like how did why did he take her there? What is? Oh my goodness, he's doing that. Yep. It's like oh no. It it was it was a lot to digest. And I no, I I probably still have the IMDb page up here. I had I had to find out because this, it was it was a lot going on. <laughs> So and I know you do like write-ups on it. So like yep. I, I haven't seen your page in a while because I'm like trying to avoid it. Okay. And like so I was like, all right. So I wanted to get your opinion on the show in general, and who like if you have any favorite characters or the theme that you thought like stood out to you, or whatever. There. I think the biggest thing that stands out to me in this more so than in Game of Thrones is, to me, this um, series is about women. It's uh-huh. it's about how power is used by women who are in places or positions and what they view their, their um, what they view their, their role to be. Right. So, and and it starts early. Like we know from the first episode that it Viserys wasn't supposed to be the next one in line. It was supposed to be, was it Renice, right? These names be killing me, but Renice, she was supposed to be the one to get it, but she was a woman. So they skipped over her. Now, she still gets to be rich. She still gets to be royal. She has a husband who is fighting for her to be on the throne for his own opportunistic reasons. I was, I was just going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say, Mr. Locks over there. Yeah, he's Mr. Like, Corliss. Is he, is, he, is, he a, is he a good husband or is he ambitious on his own? Like, what's going on there? I don't know if there's like an explanation towards the end, but as far mm-hmm. as I've gotten, it's just like, what, what, I mean, what's the deal? Here's the thing. Two things can be true, right? Mm -hmm. But I think about it also like this. We know that in society right now, we exist in a patriarchal society. This, Even in our patriarchal society, it ain't nowhere near how patriarchal it was in the 1600s. That was was patriarchy on steroids. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm thinking to myself, a a lot of guys I know personally have a hard time in 2022 dating a woman who makes more money than them, Uh, right? Speak on it. Imagine in 1600s, your girl is supposed to be the queen, Uh, right? And you are a consort. You're the queen's consort. Technically, we did just go through that with Queen Elizabeth, though, right? We did. Yeah. We did. But, you know, her her family got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Very similar to Game of Thrones. That's that's another episode. (laughs) That's another episode right there. R.I.P. Um, Lizzie. Yep. R.I.P. Well, depending on who you ask. All right. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, So so you've got this situation going on. And I love the fact that they set it up from the perspective of two best friends, two female best friends who are looking at what's happening and interpreting in different ways what roles are supposed to be. So Rhaenyra is telling, I mean, I'm sorry, Renice is telling Rhaenyra oh, well, you know, you can lead through silence, but the people are never going to give you the scepter. They're never going to do this. So you have to learn how to manipulate other situations. But you've got another woman, Allison, who her dad is also grooming her for his own opportunistic reasons. And she believes in duty and loyalty and family and all of that stuff. And you would think that somebody who clings to those kinds of beliefs would be a good person. Right. But in actuality, what we see from the two girls is the conflict between what do you do when the world is given to you 
and you have an opportunity to step up and do something about it, but you don't really want it because you want to have a real life mm. versus somebody who wants it because they feel like they've been indoctrinated in duty, right? And I think that's kind of the thing that runs through the rest of the show. So Renera, even though she, you know, King's already proclaimed, like, you know, Renera's the one. She's, she's going to be the next one up. Renera's like, well, you know, I want to go party. And her <laughs> uncle knows that. So he's like, oh, let me take you to where where the spot at, you know, let me tell you where, where, where I'll be at, you know, um, you know, we can ride dragons, there's other stuff we can ride. Like it's all kinds of yeah, stuff. It was, it, was, it was a lot. It it's was, a lot. It was, it's a lot. Yeah. A lot of incest, um, but that was just a standard game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's canon for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then as far as favorite characters, um, I, I will say it's hard for me to have a favorite character in this one. Um, there are, I think they write it like that intentionally, uh, because as much as I despise Damon, there's also things about Damon that I do like, like, um, what? I, I think mainly I like Damon because he understands the way that this game works. Right. And I think he tries to help Rhaenyra understand like these people ain't gonna respect you just because your daddy talked to respect. Like you, you but you got dragged, you better do something, you handle your business. Right. Um, but I also think you know it's forcing someone to become a, a, a monarch who never really viewed themselves as a monarch, like they want to be a, a peacekeeper, like they they don't want conflict. Mm. And it's like, well, what happened when conflict want you? Okay. <laughs> So I like that. I also like, um, you know, just like we were talking about Corliss before. I like Corliss. I don't think Corliss despises his wife. I think he despises that he, his wife allows herself to be second fiddle because he's like, no, you were supposed to be on the throne in the first place. So in a way, he's boosting her up to say, no, don't be thinking that you just some kind of royal cousin. No, you, you the queen, right? Mm -hmm. But also... You know, you the queen, then yeah. <laughs> that puts me on. Um, so yeah, and then I like um, I, I've I've gotten to a point now where there's just one person I absolutely hate that I'll never like, and that's Sir Kristen. Uh, he's a snitch. <laughs> Sir Kristen, snitch. I can't stand him. That's the night. That, is, is, that, is that that's? Oh yeah, the the former. The former lover, dude. Yes, the the, oh, the yeah. substance oh, yeah. lover. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't get down with that. Yeah. I, him and him and um, wanna be Littlefinger. Oh yeah, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, wanna be Littlefinger was. I think his name is Laris. I mean, I'd even bother to learn his name. Like, yeah, he's like what, what, like he's like the, like that's he's basically the the. Okay, this might be a spoiler, but he's like the, the uncle to those kids. Because maybe, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, y'all know you. <laughs> I don't want to put too much out there because I don't, I don't know if you're there yet. But okay, all right. You know what? Let's let's just let's just stop there. You know what? Let's. Yeah, I, I still need to do more research. Yeah, prepare yeah. to hate them more. <laughs> Damn! Wow. Oh, and you like how they they threw in the name Joffrey just out of nowhere? When, oh yeah, you got to show how it how it gets down there. Yeah, you got to show like all all the names. So I think in the very beginning we met. Uh, Lannisters who are mm -hmm. still jerks, you know, what I'm oh, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. rich, entitled. yeah, entitled. Um, and then this is about just the Targaryen family because, uh, for, for those people who have been watching Game of Thrones, 
we know that Game of Thrones is kind of the aftermath. Like there was a Mad King who was a Targaryen, and he right. was stabbed by uh, Jamie Lannister and plunged the, the five realms into conflict and all this stuff. Well, this is about the Mad King's family, essentially like his grandfamily, his grandparents, and all that stuff. So um, this is how we get to a Mad King. And you can see that the Targaryens, despite the fact they have dragons, they have power, and really have enough land that they really could just sit down and share and be a family. But, you know, the whole premise is that somebody's always going to want more than their fair share. Okay. So this might be, feel like a clunky transition, but speaking of one Mad King, we're going to another. And uh, I guess that's the title of this episode. Don't waste your capes on Kanye. (laughs) Like when we, when I, I hit you up about this episode, like, because I wanted to get your take on it. Like, he had already done a lot of damage. He had already said, like, a lot of despicable, hurtful things. I'm sorry, I'm already, like, letting my uh, feelings on the matter be known. But then, like, between then and now, like, he has already said some extra stuff. Like, like... It's horrible. I I don't even... So, you know, I'm going to let you go first. I'm, like... Because I have a a lot to say on the matter. I, I typically, like... Anyone who listens regularly knows that this is probably the first time I've actually said his name on this show. Mm-hmm. I usually refer to him as Kim's husband or like, but now it's, it's required because it's, there are people, you know, I'm, 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 I'm gonna let you go ahead. I'm gonna let you go ahead because, Ooh, I do not have anything nice to say about this man, but go ahead. So um, I want to try to approach this both from kind of the facts of what he did mm-hmm. to also kind of the different, schools of thought amongst people and why this is dangerous right all right so as the first thing is kanye didn't just become disrespectful last month kanye been disrespectful for a minute um if we look back his target of disrespect may have changed Uh but he's been disrespectful consistently he Uh we first found out about this because he had nerve to go on tmz and present to tmz this statement that slavery was a choice. Now, um, I don't know what kind of choices <laughs> that he thinks that people had, but that was very disrespectful to the ancestors. And I guess what's really, really sad about it is TMZ ordinarily doesn't have any black people working there, but at that time they had Van Lathan Van working. Lathan, Thank yep. God for Van. Uh-huh. And Van was like, bro, I can't even let you go on with this crap. We got to talk about this right now. Because what you're saying is hurtful and destructive. And Kanye, you know, act like he was listening. And, you know, we all know that Kanye has other issues, right? So I, you know, I I hate to, usually you would say if somebody has a mental illness, you would say, okay, well, I'm not going to beat up on the person with a mental illness per se. But I don't think a mental illness does this, right? So it started with that. Then we moved to, Kanye West in pictures with white supremacists throwing up white power signs and he's with them chilling with a Trump hat. So then it was like, yo, you really don't like us, right? Like You really, really hate us, bro. Then it went to him dyeing his hair blonde and running around campaigning for Trump. And we like, okay, Granted, people can have different political opinions. I understand, brother. You rich, you don't want your taxes. You, you don't want to get taxed. I get you, right? But you doing too much, right? Like Wayne was like, yeah, I'm for Trump. And then it was it, right? 
You everybody else is like, okay, you trying to not pay taxes. I get it. But Kanye was out here wilding. Then he went and tried to run for president. I don't know if you remember that. Did he try to run or did people just vote for him? No, he tried to run. He campaigned okay. in South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> so, you know what it is, is is somebody who is who who he's surrounded by yes men, right? Oh, so like even ideas that we would be like, what no way. There's no way I would let my family member out here to do something like this, right? But he decides, oh, well, I'm going to do it. And people just like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because of the money. Right. So they help him. But it gets worse. right? So now he gets on TV every opportunity. He can hate on black people. He ain't on black people. And, you know, like people ask, you know, because this is starting to create these these factions within the black community. Some people say, oh, he's smart like a fox because he's using tactics that it's going to appeal to certain people so that he can change the system from the inside and all <laughs> so, And I'm like, no, 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 no. He's destructive. He a double agent? That's, a, that's what they call him? <laughs> he's destructive, mm. right? They think he's, subver- he's subversive? That, that's, that's Kanye? That's, the, that's the what master they of think. subtlety, Kanye? He, apparently, he thinks 20 steps ahead of all of us. So mm. he's, it's, he's it's on a chestnut other- checkers, right? Right. But what, what I've often said is, because he started talking out against black people, it forced me to go back. And as much as I love the old Kanye, it forced me to go back and really listen to the stuff that he was saying. Right. I remember my wife had a fit because he had that song that said, when you get on, you, he leave you for a white girl. Right. And she was like, okay. And she was cool with the song until she went to a club and the white girls started doing their things like this. And, <laughs> and she's like, okay, they're a little too hype off of this. Like, something's wrong. Then I thought about the Sway interview. Kanye was on Sway's podcast. And he was complaining, basically crying, because he couldn't get meetings with Versace, Gucci, all these like high-level European fashion designers. And Sway said something that was so brilliant. He was like, why you need them? You got money. Why don't you just build your own brand? And he was like, you ain't got the answer, Sway. It ain't Ralph. And I said, okay, if it ain't Ralph, so you're prioritizing Ralph over what you present. You love white people. <laughs> you love Everybody gonna buy it. If Kanye come out with something and it's Kanye and it don't have anything to do with Ralph or Versace, people gonna buy it because Kanye. But now it's like, yo, you really prioritize white people. So when he started doing all this stuff, I was like, oh, he's not playing anymore. Like, he's uh-huh. dead serious. Uh-huh. Now, the problem in America is that Black people don't really have the, the resources and ability to shut stuff down. So what people do is they make determinations based on our spending habits. Uh, so Power if, of the Black dollar. Exactly. Power of the Black dollar. Exactly. Uh-huh. So if Adidas signs a contract with Kanye for Yeezys, and Kanye say some crazy stuff about black people, but the Yeezys is still moving off the shelf, right? Then Adidas is going to say, oh, obviously that's not a problem, right? If, if they're cool with it, we don't know black culture. We ain't got no black people working up in here. Uh, so, so if they cool with it, they still buying it, then cool. Maybe it's like the N-word. They can say it and we, we can't. So, you know, that's how they do. They react off of our spending habits. And I think the problem is that 
you know, spending habits are not necessarily indicative of what people feel about Kanye. People like Yeezys for whatever reason. I don't have any Yeezys. I think they're ugly, but that's just me. Um, but what has changed in the past few weeks is that he, I hate to say it, he's Icarus. He flew too close to the sun, right? So now he's trying to talk about an, another marginalized group of people in this country. Now, I want to say a couple things. I want to make sure I'm correct and we don't get in no trouble, right? Okay. Appreciate First that. First off, Jewish people are not a monolith, right? Much sure. like black people, there are very different types of Jewish people at different levels, right? So there's a, a mystique or, or something that people in colloquial society believe as representative of Jewish people that turns out to be anti-Semitic. And that's this thought process that they all are born with a 401k and they come together and they control all the power structures and all that stuff. I'm not saying that there aren't people in control of power structures that may happen to be Jewish. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is not everybody is on that same wave. It's not. And when you say things like that, it is very destructive and detrimental to a society. But one of the things that is absolutely clear is that when you start teetering over into anti-Semitism, they want one, it don't matter what their income level is, they're going to stop buying your product and they're going to uh -huh. let the company know, right? Yes. Uh -huh. So if we don't mess with you no more. If you're going to sell stuff with Kanye, we're out. And when they do that in mass and Adidas is like, oh, well, we got to make our bottom line. So now Adidas is looking at all of the stuff that Kanye did. He's on TV and you would think, hey, let's call him. He'll do a little apology. Y'all know how to do it. They, they do the little half behind apology. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done this. I'll get counseling, whatever mm -hmm. I got to do. Mm -hmm. And it's over. But he was like, oh, no, I'm a double damn. <laughs> he specifically said, I'm not apologizing. I don't have to apologize. I'm rich. I don't mm -hmm. apologize. Mm -hmm. And that's when they were like, oh, oh, you rich. Okay. Well, we're going to start pulling these contracts away. Mm -hmm. And they start pulling the contracts. Now, this is the funny part. I was talking about the different sets of black community, right? So there's a set of black community that somehow has twisted the logic to say, oh no, he was trying to be free of those contracts. Now, that's the dumbest thing <laughs> has ever, ever said. Adidas is paying you millions of dollars basically to get free Adidas and wear Adidas. That's pretty much it. You want out of that contract, then I don't know what you're thinking. Um, but Kanye, you know, he's genius apparently. So he's he wants to show that he's not bought off by the system, right? He's different. On top of that, you've also got a segment of black people who were prescribed to be uh, black Israelites, right? And I don't know why this is a, a thing. Like I've seen black Israelites for most of my life, but I don't know why it's a thing like in 20, in the 2020s. Yes, downtown Newark, you see him? Yeah, yeah. But, but now it's like... It's becoming like I don't, I don't want to say it's coming mainstream because I don't think the numbers are increasing, no. but I think it's it's a philosophy that people are adopting to say that you know the black people as a whole are one of the lost tribes of Judah and all this stuff. Now, what I will say is if you've ever met black Israelites, the approach isn't always respectful, right? Mm. <laughs> so, so, mm. That's I don't have any issue with what they believe. My mm -hmm. issue has been with the approach. Like, don't curse me out in front of my kid and then tell me to join your church. Like, that's, <laughs> that's not, that's not going to be the thing. So there are a group of people who have adopted this philosophy. And what I'll say is that 
there's an internal conflict and I'm not Jewish, so I don't know what that internal conflict necessarily comes down to, but there's an internal conflict between black Israelites and some Jewish people Mm -hmm. uh, about identity. Because what you have to remember is black people and Jewish people are the two groups of people that this world tried to annihilate from the planet, right? There is no point in any of us pointing fingers and playing oppression Olympics to see who had it worse. We both had a raw deal, right? Right, There's no point. So when people try to play this oppression Olympics, then they get into a blame place. And what some black Israelites have done is they have attempted to make the slave trade in general uh, an object of Jewish people's ascension to this mythological wealth. Oh, good. Right? Oh, I, I, I have an article on that specifically. But keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So just that concept in and of itself for a Jewish person is anti-Semitic, right? Because you're trying to say we're the cause for your oppression. Now, I want to be clear. We're not sitting here telling you that there were no Jewish people involved in the slave trade. We're not saying that. Everybody was involved in the slave trade, right? But what we are saying is to sit here and blame solely Jew- Jewish people for the slave trade, one, lets the real white people off the hook <laughs> that was doing all the dirt, right? You let Queen Elizabeth and Charles all, <laughs> just all of them. So it's that. Then the other thing is you, we, in my mind, I've always wondered why is it that we aren't on the same team in the first place. If anybody deserves reparations and retaliation, it's our communities, right? People tried to, like, wars were fought. (laughs) Wars were fought. And, you know, people just try to act. And the one thing I will say I've always admired about the Jewish community is the Jewish community is big on never forget. You've never heard somebody go up into a school board meeting and say, we want to revise the history program to take out all that Holocaust stuff from, from the. the I, 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 I wish they would. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Now they'll, they'll erase slavery and Jim Crow and Oof. all that, and now we employees, we unpaid yeah. employees in 1099. That's say. But you know, they they don't allow people to disrespect the culture, and I think it's something that I've always admired because I think in black black we have pockets. There are some black people who don't allow you to disrespect the culture. There are other black people who say, oh, you can disrespect if you pay me the right amount, right? And then there are other black people who don't even want to be black. They want to assimilate into the culture. So they'll say, you know, the trauma that is associated with living while black in America is so bad that I would rather adopt a whole other culture and erase my blackness in order to be part of this other society. And for some people, that was a defense mechanism in the twenties and thirties, but now in 2020, you know, now it really is an option. Like it's, it's on you. Um, and people, you know, that's really sad. Like I don't see a lot of Jewish people that say, I don't want to claim my, my Jewish heritage. Like I, it, maybe it exists. I just don't see that. Um, so you, I, you just want people to be proud, but get, getting back to Kanye, I just feel like, he he is on another one, right? And then on top of that, this is what I really hate about Kanye. So the last thing that I heard from Kanye was he did this like quasi press conference interview where they kept putting microphones in his face, which is a whole nother problem. They need to stop. 
I think I know a microphone in his face. And he had the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated gall, the cheek to talk about George Floyd. First of all, he came through and said George Floyd died because of fentanyl. We saw the video, bro. Like, we know George Floyd died because of police brutality. We know that. The, the autopsy report came out. We've seen the whole trial. So they rightfully have sued, and they're going to get paid, right? Mm -hmm. But then you would think somebody go through that, and they come back, and they say, you know what? I apologize to the family. Maybe I didn't mean how I said it, whatever the case may be. What does he do? He comes back and this fool says, now I understand what it's like to have a foot on my neck. I wanted to slap Kanye th through the television when I heard him say that. And I was like, I wish George Floyd, somebody in George Floyd family would roll up on Kanye. Like I wish, this is this it's out of pocket. This is out of pocket. Um, and he's comparing his loss of contracts for accountability for what he has done to a black man losing his life to police brutality, like I'm, I'm done. Like I'm done, done, done. So um, I don't know. But again, the factions, man. It's not so much about Kanye. I'm like you. If I could go my rest of my life and never mention Kanye, fine. But it's the factions and young people. I don't know if you've been on TikTok recently. Oh no, but no, but, these, but I, yeah, it's... yeah. These young people on TikTok. They think Kanye is Martin Luther King, man. Like they th they think he changing the system, and these young black kids. And I'm sitting there like, you can't you can't believe this. Like you can't. And that's what we are, man. So, I, I I appreciate all that. I like like I like like I said, I've I've stayed off your page because I didn't want to. I didn't want to know or have any insight to your thoughts before this. Right. So I didn't know if you had spoken on it previously because I know you do a lot of like well-written write-ups on like various right. topics. So I, right. I wasn't I wasn't entirely sure how you felt about the, the topic, but I'm glad to see that we like we see eye to eye on this. Absolutely. And I'm I'm gonna take this a step further. Let's go. Because, because uh when it comes to and I and I, I like I said. If you go back and listen, this is 35th episode, 34 episodes. I've I've never mentioned the name. Appreciate it, Ace. You know, I mean, I've been getting my curls in. But um uh I I've been I'm I'm the type of person that if I don't have anything nice to say, I don't say anything at all. Okay. But I'm gonna address it if it's harmful to not just the culture, but to the people. Because Absolutely. as black folks, I don't know if it's that we have such a there's such a famine when it comes to role models for people to look up to in positions of power and influence. Like obviously, the person you would even like suggest or nominate is probably President Obama, and he even he wasn't perfect. Absolutely. Like I get it. You want to criticize him? Sure, go ahead. Like you don't get any special points for criticizing him. But why is it that? we we have such we have such fervent defense of the most despicable people mm. first of all it's it's r kelly it's bill cosby and now and i'm not saying and don't misinterpret this i'm not saying that what he did is a perfect analog to the offenses of bill cosby and r kelly i'm saying 
his actions are hurtful, not maybe not equally, but in a way that has like a, a lasting effect because everybody can, well, no, no, okay. I'm not gonna say everybody can agree because obviously there are people who still think Bill Cosby is innocent. Mm-hmm. There are people who think R. Kelly's innocent mm-hmm. or they believe that even if they're guilty, they shouldn't be, they, they should be able to get away with it because white people do. And that in itself is, it's something that I, it's something that I, I uh, it, it makes me feel some type of way because it's like, why do we spend so much energy defending these people? Mm-hmm. It's like people who have, who have earned the defense the least. And maybe, maybe you're just that type of person that you love lost souls or lost causes. Then you worry about their rehabilitation, not about uh, granting them more power, granting them more access, granting them more influence, defending every single thing they do. So, <clears throat> so when you started with your list on Kanye, you started at um, uh, racism. Racism was a choice. Yeah, slavery was, uh, a, slavery choice. was a choice. Slavery was a choice. And you, you want to know the funny thing about that is Van Lathan said that when he came to TMZ office to say that, do you know they edited a lot of the stuff he said? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like, like they specifically didn't put out a lot of it because it was even more damning than, than slavery was a choice. Like that was the least offensive stuff that he said at the TMZ office where their business is controversial stuff. Right. So imagine that TMZ censored themselves on behalf of Kanye. Yep. Like let, let that sink in for a second. I'm not saying um, Nori and drink champs took down their episode or the shop and spring Hill decided not to release an episode because of all the stuff they were saying. TMZ, the people who would um, post pictures of a dead celebrity before their family knows they're dead. Yep. Those people decided that they're not going to release the harmful stuff that Kanye was saying. And yep. so I'm like, you know what? Let me just run through a, a, a list for you real quick. So obviously there was the Hurricane Katrina. George Bush doesn't like black people. It's the Pamela Anderson because uh, he, he had a video that didn't win an award back in 06. And he went on this tirade about, like, we all thought that that started with um, Taylor Swift talking about how somebody yeah. else deserved an award. Like, mm-hmm. no, he had done that like years before to talk about how someone else, uh, his award, like, he, he has this entitlement that once he is involved with it, it deserves praise and accolades. Anybody else be damned. Yep. So he, he, he does the thing where he, he, he is so selfish and so self-centered that it's him above all else. The community, the culture, be damned. It's right. all about his proximity to power, and then he whines to us when he doesn't get it. Yep. Like what? Like he himself is not a person that's like, oh well. I mean, at least he did this, or he opened a school. Yeah, he opened a school and charged them fifteen thousand dollars for tuition, yep. which then had to close last week because of all of his controversy. Yep. It's like, how much of this stuff is is uh, uh, out of the goodness of his heart? I don't know his heart, but I know his actions. And I know that his actions have always been about him first and like, for as long as I've known him. And the thing is, so you said that you had to go listen, back to listen to his, his old music. I, and I'm going to be the first person to say that, bro, I had not listened to a Kanye album mm-hmm. until Watch the Throne. Mm. 
like I there was just something about him that was not right with my spirit that I was like, you know what? No, not me. Then he did an album with Jay-Z. I was like, okay, I guess I have to listen to this. Okay. I'm like, okay. Then like, oh no, you gotta listen to this and this. And like, yeah, the rest of it just wasn't I I I so whether I don't know how many albums he's released since then, I've not heard a second of any of them. Because it's that's, like that's interesting. Yeah, that's I know like I like actively I, I would change the station if his song comes on. I like I am like going out of my way to avoid him. And like obviously don't own a pair of Yeezys, don't own any of those tattered shirts, don't none of that, none of the cyborg flip-flops, none of that. Right, right. Potato snacks. Yeah. And, <laughs> and thing is, he he wants us to believe he's on this level with these people, with how he has uh, about his influence on art and culture and fashion. Like, yeah, but you're doing everything to get their approval, mm-hmm. and then you like you have put them on a pedestal. How do you think they're going to act towards you? Like, you have seen them as the the god of fashion, so of course you're going to want to collaborate with them. And I get it; they have prestige. But if you are this influencer, if you are this genius that you claim you are, and we're going to get to that word genius in a second. Oh, if you are this genius that you claim you are, you should be able to do it without them. Like, absolutely. There's this thing about, oh, changing the establishment from inside. That's a that's a line that um, politicians give us. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And we all know that when it comes to politics, like everything is incremental. There's no there's no um, big changes unless you're Linda B. Johnson or something like that's That's about mm-hmm. it. Like that that doesn't happen and you don't gotta lie to us bro you don't gotta lie to us about you're doing it for the <laughs> right. you know, we get it you're trying to get this money we get it right don't lie you're not doing it for us you, you sure as hell not doing it for me so it's so then there's this thing like we we can get into the the anti-semitism of like what like i think there's a faction of black folks who are just like we are black. We cannot offend anybody. There's nothing mm-hmm. we can do or say that can be deemed offensive, no matter what. Y'all just gonna deal with it. And mm-hmm. I want to tell you, you guys, just because you don't have any self-respect, you don't hold anybody else accountable, don't mean Jewish people got to do the same thing. Right. Okay. You are, you are seeing people with principles and mistaking that for power. They have decided they are not messing with you. You offend them. You are done. Just right. because you keep forgiving the person who makes these. Uh, ab- abusive comments about you and you just grin and take it uh swatsikas he was trying to copyright the swatsika put on his on his you know how long ago that was it's like he was trying to he was like oh um even though white lives matter like oh yeah it was just supposed to like bro we we are not buying that but the funny thing is he has not received enough backlash from black people that he thinks black people are okay with it and maybe black people just are and now when he's facing like He's facing accountability, then he's being canceled. And that's why I I despise that whole cancel culture. No, it's accountability, it's repercussion. Absolutely. You put you put that out there, like freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequence. Absolutely. It means the government cannot restrict you from saying certain things. That's it. The the general public can be like, okay, we're not dealing with you. And sure as hell, the Jewish community can be like, we're not messing with Absolutely. you. And Absolutely. And it's like you're you're conflating. Uh, power for principles. Your, 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 everything is a conspiracy to you when those people simply have conviction of, of what they believe in. They're like, we will forsake whatever your uh, perceived uh, business 
bonuses are for us or our benefits, we are going to forsake that just to let you know that what you did is is never going to be acceptable. Absolutely. Like amongst the like again, they're not a monolith, but for them, they understand what is acceptable, what will never be acceptable. And as black people, unless you have a white person specifically calling a black person the n-word that seems to be the only thing that gets them like like they're just like and then you complain about other people having influence that you don't have like, mm-hmm. he gave you multiple chances <clears throat> to exercise that uh that influence they keep talking about the black dollar the power of the black dollar you'll see in all these videos how black people spent two trillion dollars on on shoes and hair products and couture and and luxury cars why can't we put that in our community because the community itself has no backbone you you are faced with a very it's a, it's a layup it's someone who sells clothes that y'all don't even like or or say y'all don't like who has done things that y'all don't like the music y'all don't like and yet you just continue to let him get away with it and what makes this ex like exceptionally like disheartening is that this only seems to apply to black men. Mm. Black men are allowed to screw up on so many occasions. And I'm not talking about tax evasion. I'm not talking about jaywalking or even something as harmless. And I say harmless in quotes as a DUI. I'm talking about a serial uh, sexual offender like Bill Cosby, a serial um, statutory rapist like R. Kelly will get the benefit of the doubt for decades, and then even even if we want to be, if we want to want to um, put it in a place that's more um, analogous for um, with the way Kanye has acted with his affiliation with Trump. Not only did he say he loved Trump, photo ops with Trump, wore the red hat. Just like Michelle, what did she do? She performed at the inauguration one time. That was it, once. Right. <laughs> she, performed, she performed one for a check. Yep. While trying to change the the narrative from the inside with the Basquiat dress that she won't stop mentioning. It's like, yeah, she was trying to be subversive. Trying to... She did it for a check once, not because she supported him. We ain't never heard nothing from her. We ain't heard from her since she on the milk box. But we ain't Bruh. heard And like, like, Aston Martin music, man, that's 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 aspirational music right there. Absolutely. And we, just gonna, we just not gonna get nothing else from her. That's it. Y'all done with her? I mean, so well, here's the thing. So I'm going through the list of the people that you were talking about. And I think the confusion for the culture comes down to what is the the output benefit that people contributed versus what is the harm that people did. And what I mean by that is Bill Cosby, classic example. When people think of Bill Cosby, they think of you couldn't find black people on the television show that won't crack heads or somebody selling drugs. He's a black family. He's a doctor. Then he came out with Different World, and we were able to see black people in college at HBCU. Then he came out with, you know, all this other stuff. So everybody's like, oh, positive images, a black man in Hollywood, all this stuff. And he he created a persona that people fell in love with in Cliff Huxtable, but they mm-hmm. thought that Cliff Huxtable was Bill Cosby. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. what I really despise about Bill Cosby, and before I even knew, like, the allegations, there was a really good book that was written by Michael Eric Dyson 
about Bill Cosby when I was in college. And I read the book and this was right after he had made the statement about black people need to lift their pants up oh and stop. I was hot when I heard that mm-hmm. because I was like, so you think oppression and uh, structural racism and all that stuff be cured, just put a belt on. Like mm-hmm. that fixes everything. Um, but I was hot after that statement and Michael Eric Dyson wrote it and he started picking apart all the different times historically that Bill Cosby has been a negative impact on black people, right? But people were always willing to overlook it because one thing about black people is one, we are very forgiving people, right? If you come to us the right way, only you apologize. Black men. Only, only, only for black only men. Black men. You're right. You're right. If you if they come to us the right way and you apologize the right way, we can forgive you if you're a man and you're black. The other thing is we also know that there's a rich history of America persecuting certain um, powerful uh, black men. We know that. So we want to be there to be an extra layer of protection. And sisters do this really well. Like be an extra layer of protection for black men that we feel like are being unfairly persecuted. But somewhere along the way, this benefit cost analysis comes in. Because I remember with the R. Kelly stuff, everybody was like, yeah, but chocolate fat. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, y'all do realize he's singing about molestation, but y'all but Chocolate Factory was hitting. I get it, right? I, I, I was around for all Chocolate Factories. All, but at the same time, it's like you have to be able to divorce the character that you hear from the person and what the person does. And I always encourage people to look at the victim, right? Bill Cosby was a jerk because there were people, including black women, who were trying to get movie roles and TV roles who had to be subjected to Bill Cosby. Now, I know they put all the white women on front because they wanted to make sure that they got their conviction. Mm-hmm. But there was black women in that too, right? And there's even black women to this day who were part of that who still won't snitch on him just because they're fearful about what kind of reach he still has, right? So, you know, I think it's important. R. Kelly. I hate R. Kelly. He was preying only on black women. Like it's like we gonna find the black poor women and black we gonna girls. Pray on black, black girls, 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 and we and he's gonna prey on them and had a whole network of people who was helping him do this stuff. And then on top of that, he was doing it in front of our face. He did it with Aaliyah in front of our face. Then make a song about it. Then everybody loving him, right? So R. Kelly is like he had to go. But every time he had to go, because I remember in college also, the infamous tape comes out, right? Everybody saw what was going on on that tape. It was getting passed around the barbershop. People's bootlegging it, all that stuff, right? And everybody saw what was going on on tape. But at the time, people didn't connect it to say, oh, yeah, that's molestation. It's disgusting. We need to go report them. It was, hey, man, ho going to be a ho. Like, it's, 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 it was a whole different thing. And so my thing is like, why is it that we are, we, not we, all of us, but I think there's a certain group of people within the culture who are so willing to defend. And again, I want to emphasize what you said, men, because women, it's like, you got to be perfect. Michelle Obama Obama got zero skeletons. (laughs) And and she's still getting like her name dragged through the dirt. Serena Williams, same thing. Ain't did nothing but be the greatest. Oh my gosh, how how dare you want to be better than everybody, right? So 
it's but but again, remember where the energy is coming from. Like we said, is people I know personally. I'm not gonna throw the names out there who are intimidated to be dating a woman who makes more money than them. Right? Uh-huh. You can't handle that. You definitely can't handle no Serena Williams. <laughs> like you, yeah. you just not built for it. And yeah. I think the problem is people in their mindset, and I'll say like I, I think black men, not all of us, but some black men in their mindset because they want to pre-program obstacles that are going to inhibit their ability to achieve and be what they want, they've turned into dream killers in a sense to say, no, now I'm the center of the universe. Kanye, I think, is in this equation. I'm the center of the universe and everything happens for my pleasure and screw everybody else. But the problem is you put them, especially with Kanye, you put him with a Trump, because the, the post-Trump world is weird anyway. Uh-huh. Post-Trump world is, Trump sit here and had a freaking revolution on January 6th because he which, didn't which win was televised. an election. And these fools are sitting here talking about voting for him again. How you gonna not trust the voting process, but you gonna vote for him again? That's stupid. He's lying to you. But they just sit here and they ready to throw away their life for it. That little lady got, uh, the white lady got shot through the window. Trying to fight for Trump, you know what I'm saying? Trying to fight for Trump for a lie, and Kanye saw that. So now Kanye is like, "Oh yeah, whatever I say, I can just spin it to make it true. I can spin it to make it what I want. People gonna believe me." So that's why I say I always try to keep abreast of what's happening on TikTok because the young people are the future. Huh. And on TikTok, these young people seem to believe that Kanye West is Martin Luther King. Like they think. Oh, thank you, for, the world. thank you for bringing. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for bringing that up. So I have. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Let me let me compose myself. <laughs> I have. I saw uh, a comparison specifically uh, where someone was likening him to MLK and and Malcolm X mm-hmm. because because he was. He was exposing the power structure. And they didn't want him to do that. And that's why he's being blackballed. It's like, see how he's being divorced of every, like, every one of his actions. Absolutely. It's sort of like, now his consequences are because, uh, basically, Bill Cosby trying to buy NBC. Right, right. (laughs) And I mean this with all due disrespect to the, not due respect, disrespect to all the free thinkers out there. How is it that all of you seem to come up with the same stupid ideas? Mm-hmm. Like y'all come to the same stupid conclusions. Absolutely. Like, y- y- y'all are all about independent thought and y'all come up with the same stupid conclusions. Like, is it that like, I, I want to believe like, no, in fact, no, I don't want to believe that all of you like were sitting at home and y'all were doing some deep thinking. And then you're like, you know what? I've gotten the answer to life. And then independently, you came up with this stupid ass idea. Mm-hmm. I, I I I don't want to believe that because that makes me like not have faith in the human race. Because if that many people <laughs> can come up with something that stupid independently, we have a problem. So it is it is actually more reassuring that all of y'all are just reading from the same book, the same stupid ass book, and coming up with the same stupid ass answers. Because like, how can all of you come like, no, he's y- y'all are not reading it, y'all not seeing the signs, y'all mm-hmm. not understanding what he's going through. He he. Y'all don't get it, man. Y'all, 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 your eyes are closed. Open your third eye. And it's like, you like, what why do you believe that 
you have read like the the books you have read are the right. good ones. The books without barcodes. The books that you right. can't check out of a library. Like your homeboy's printing in the back of his in his driveway. Right. Right. Like why do you why do you think that that's 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 knowledge? Not the stuff that's peer reviewed. Where people actually right. like uh you know it's their whole life to disprove other stuff. No, it's just yours that you know you just came up with it and like yeah yeah man. I mean if that guy with 43 followers on Instagram said it, it must be true. Right. I mean, because yeah. he has fancy text on his on his page, so it's got to be true. And like, why is it that? And I don't think the black. And I'm now I'm using black as a monolith. Why do black the black? Why does black community like sort of veer towards this sort of like this sort of counterculture thing where we're already like we're already in such a a marginalized position where we are the last to get access to everything. Mm-hmm. And these actions, these thoughts, these processes are putting us in in such a place where we are going to be so far behind in receiving anything else. So now you're like, oh, don't trust science. Don't trust medicine. Don't trust, like, yes, don't trust your government. Like, don't don't trust them, but mm-hmm. be invested in it. Because, like, you're like, oh, what's the point of you voting? Your vote don't matter anyway. If your vote didn't matter, why would they be trying to steal exactly. an election? Why exactly. They everything they can to prevent you from voting. Exactly. Like no, nobody tries to steal anything from you that has no worth. And exactly. The, and then the thing, the thing that I'm trying to that I'm trying to put out is a lot of this. Um, so typically, the the incel movement is typically um, characterized, or the stereotype of incel is a white man. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you. There are there's a growing number of black incels who just have the most firm hatred towards women, and it is getting to the point where they are they are it's sort of like the the hatred is being imported. Okay. So that like they're dropping off they're just a dollop of what you already believe in, while like a Trojan horse of this is more like hatred on a larger scale so like hey we we don't like how like isn't it funny how black women are getting more degrees than black men man they don't believe in the family structure anymore uh this is what but you know what you know who who know you know who does believe in that this and this how come jews have more power than black people and then Mm -hmm. now it's like you're like oh well he's told me that thing that i already believe in maybe this other thing that he said is true as well and now you're, you're now they're they're planting these seeds of all these other things and and I know I'm going all over the place because it's like even that whole portion of Jews having this outsized influence of power and controlling stuff is something that is steeped in actual like white supremacy. Like absolutely, it is it absolutely. is KKK propaganda. Absolutely. So think about that for a second. Black people are parroting KKK propaganda. These are people who were lynching. Jews and black people side by side. Yep. You you are now their mouthpiece. And someone was going on like, oh, black people can't be an- anti-Semitic because there it, it it proves a power imbalance. Like, sure, just the same way you can say black people can't be racist, sure. But your comments, your comments are anti-Semitic, your comments right. expose bigotry, and you are not free of the consequence. You can go ahead and, and shout it to your lungs, give out that black people can't be anti-Semitic. Your job don't gotta agree with that. Exactly. And exactly. Then, oh, and then once you lose your job, you know what they're gonna say? 
Oh, see, they're against black people. Yeah, yeah, the man, the man. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is what Kanye was talking about. Yeah, and like you're putting yourself in these dumb situations so that it can be a self fulfilling prophecy <clears throat> on w- when things go bad, and it's it's maddening because I know it's it's supposedly coming from a good place where we're trying to uh, make sure that our community isn't taken advantage of, our community gets the same uh, resources and opportunity as others mm-hmm. but you're not going to get that by tearing other people down no especially not another marginalized group that's not and, and especially not us doing the tearing down right. that is not getting us anywhere so like I, I i really i just really had to get that off my chest because oh and don't even get me started on Kyrie irving oh my goodness and he's from, <laughs> and, he's from Jersey too. and and it's like he 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 reposted or he retweeted or shared this video about yep. The the you mentioned it earlier about how Jews were essentially the the architects of the slave trade mm-hmm. and 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 how they worship the devil and it's like bruh is it that you don't realize what you are doing and now he's also taking that tact of I don't have anything to apologize about and the funny thing about him is he actually seems to be more about it to stand ten toes deep on on the dumb shit that he believes he did it with the COVID vaccine and he was willing yep. to take like missed like 60 percent of his check off of it of yep. course when he finally reported for dude like reported to the nba after not do immediately he tested positive for covid <laughs> like like yeah like that is that is the least surprising thing in history that the yep. moment he went into a protocol he tested positive but so he's a flat earther too so. oh my god no did you, hear, did you hear his explanation it's like oh yeah i just said that to see if if y'all would say everything, y'all would take everything I was saying. Obviously, I don't believe it. But I'm like, bruh, you, you be- he always believes he's the smartest person in the room. He has the enlightenment that the rest of us aren't privy to because our eyes are closed by consumerism and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bruh, it's a word salad. You're doing the same thing. <laughs> he's just Kanye 20 years younger mm-hmm. or 15 years younger, whatever. Like, like, I get it. When you're young, you believe you know everything. And I can say that because I'm older than Kyrie. And it's like you 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 understand that young people typically don't understand what they don't understand, and like again, he's a he's he's a man with wealth and right. stature and and the same way you said they look up to Kanye. Trust me, they look up to Kyrie the same oh, way because definitely. they are children. They are children. That's why it's like you have so many children agreeing with you, bro. As an adult, that's a problem. Unless you Absolutely. are a cartoon character. There's no reason why this many children should be agreeing with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I got got three points for what you said. So point number one, as far as Kanye is concerned, Uh um, what really makes the Kanye situation heartbreaking for me is because we made Kanye. Like, nobody was checking. I remember when Kanye first came out and they was misspelling his name on mixtapes, calling him Kane. Mm-hmm. And and put out mixtapes until we made him relevant, right? So well, it's like, how we, do you, I, I'm not I'm not part of that we for the record. Well, not not yeah. not you, but yeah, okay. I, I was definitely in there. Like college okay. dropout, I was blasting that. I put people on, and then after you get rich, this is how you turn around and carry with us. Like, like that's that's wild. Like we made you up there. You wouldn't know Jay Z without us. So um, <clears throat> so that's the first thing. Um. The second thing, oh, what's it? Uh, Kanye and Kyrie, two pieces of the pie. Kyrie doesn't seem to be 
<laughs> so like Kanye always been. All right. So the, the second thing I think goes more so to like this, this identity thing. So like, I think one of the things that people just have to deal with, and I know, you know, especially African-Americans, like one of the things it's difficult to be African-American in America. It is difficult, right? There are realistic, tangible things that are going to be obstacles. There's no need to make up more, right? Like, so, uh -huh. so it's hard enough. No need, no need for a boogeyman. You don't need more. It's hard enough just trying to do it. But I also know that there, because there are so many obstacles, people oftentimes need an explanation for why certain obstacles exist. And we've allowed ourselves to believe that racism or whatever can't be the can't be the answer, right? My answer is always going to be racism because I can tag racism and everything, right? Well, you can. But, <laughs> you can. Ever present. <clears throat> Absolutely. But some people want to believe, well, merit, right? <clears throat> if, if I had studied harder, I would have got into Harvard or wherever, not realizing, you know, you'll realize <laughs> in a couple of weeks when this affirmative action thing is going on. I realizing that there were a lot of people before us who sacrificed all sorts of stuff so that we could have opportunities that we have now. And it's inherent upon us to continue building on those opportunities so that the people coming behind us will be able to have a better life too. And we we don't all get that. I think along the way, sometime, I feel like in the 90s, because I, I was born in the 80s, it's crack era. They, the uh -huh. government tried to kill us off of crack. We didn't die. And in the 90s, it was like, well, look, whoever can get the most money, we'll listen to you. Right, so that's it. So it's like, all right, the only way I can get money, sell crap. There you go. So, like, people who got money saw visions of what they could do. They financed hip hop as a, as an agency until the white man came and took it. Uh -huh. Um, they were making movies, helping people get stuff going. And I think along the way, we lost ourselves. Like, we just fed into commercialism because there was a time in the late '90s. Well, it was like everybody's song had advertisements embedded in the lyrics. It was like you had, and, and everybody was like, okay. And then it was like, it's a status symbol. I can't be worthy of value until I got this kind of bag, this kind of car, this kind of this, whatever. And it just fed into the American consumerism cycle. Yeah. So Kanye, that's what he, that, that was his whole lifestyle. He was like, oh, you know, now I got this. Now I got that. Now I got Kim. Now I got this, like it, everything was just, I got, I got, I got, but he didn't necessarily do any investment in what he got. And then he's still a fragile, a fragile thing. So this is my, my third point. Huh. The, the issue I have with incels, regardless of what race these incels are, these incels have been sitting on computers with access to all information. Like, I don't know, they didn't grow up like me. If you grew up without computers, computers changed your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, any question I have, there's no point in asking my mom. There's no point in asking my friends. I can go on Google, find it. There'll be some good sources that'll tell me what it is. There'll be some bad sources that'll tell me what it's not, right? So you can have access to information. But what also happens is people who didn't grow up in, in my era, a lot of times they live on a computer. Huh. So they didn't have real world like stimulus. Like they didn't go outside. If, if you've never gotten punched in the face for something you said sideways, right? <laughs> and, and, you, and your whole life has been a computer screen where you can say oh, all the most dangerous stuff to people that you want to say. Anonymous. No accountability. Mm -hmm. Then you're not going to have the requisite respect for other people that you should have. On top of that, when you talk about 
dating and relationships and men and women like oh my gosh like people you know how it is already when you, before computers when you just out and everybody talking about girls this girls that oh yeah she did she did she that all mad wrong like nobody's giving good advice good information no. or anything and you learn through trial and error sometimes it works sometimes it don't sometimes you know she curse you out and you be like oh that was very disrespectful let me, you know, step up, step my game up, whatever. Recalibrate. But you with people who are on a computer who don't have that check. So they get on the computer and they think they're awesome. They mm. think that I'm the best thing since sliced bread. And if anybody doesn't like me, regardless of how disrespectful I am, that it's their problem. And they just cater to each other to the point where you build on the ego um, to, to the point where people get destructive when they have to facilitate something in the real world. So it's like, if you got to go, especially we hear about the, the white incels all the time, you got to go in the real world and deal with something. Now 30 people getting shot, right? Because yeah. <laughs> you don't know how to deal with it, right? Sometimes you got to take an L. And like, that's, that's what you tell, you know, what I tell the kids now. It's like, don't look at me now and think, oh, it's just going to pop up and magically all work out without putting work in and taking some L's, I think you learn from the losses that you take along the way. That's what makes you better. That's what life is. And if you're trying to skip the losses and you know, always think you've got an extra man or whatever internet stuff you got going on, it's wild. Like, like, like I said, I'll be on TikTok. If I go on TikTok, the comments that people put on folks' video on TikTok, I'm like, obviously, you've never seen this person. Hmm. You've never gone to visit this person. You would never say stuff like this. So you be talking to Floyd Mayweather like you crazy, right? <laughs> I was like, if you saw this man in real life, Mike Tyson, OJ Simpson, people oh. just be on there saying whatever they want. And I'm like, yo, you do realize that OJ Simpson may or may not have two bodies already. Right? Mm. <laughs> like, and may or may not have written a book of what he would have done how or how he would have done it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. But it's, it, that's the thing, like no accountability is crazy, right? It's, it's kind of like that old thing where like my, my mom was, before she would beat me, she would say, spare the ride, <laughs> spoil the child. When, when people don't have accountability for the bad things that they do, they feel like, oh, well, I'm entitled to do it and you're supposed to just take it. On top of that, as if that wasn't bad enough, we are coming off of two years where everything has been virtual. So yes, in those two years, them people who were in sales probably were awesome because they already knew how to do everything on the internet where we were trying to learn. I'm looking like I'm in third grade on the internet trying to figure stuff out, right? One finger. Exactly. They got everything figured out. They got access to information, but they just don't process it and they don't have the human to human capacity to be able to understand. And when you add race to the mix, like people who historically have been made to feel like they are well not made to feel but who have been targeted and who have been demeaned and belittled they finally get an opportunity to exercise some power and they think they got it and they on the computer screen it's a recipe for disaster and not only that but we feed into that computer mentality like everything now is on the phone it's apps people date on apps people people go to church on apps like everything is apps so the world is being recreated. We got digital money now. Like the world is being recreated for people who are in that kind of mentality so that they can limit the amount of human to human exposure 
that they have. Yet, in order to do things like live a good life, procreate, get married, you have to have certain human-to-human contact. It, it just, it doesn't work any other way, right? And because you want that, because naturally a lot of people want that, because you want that and you don't know, have the skills to do it, it's frustrating. Mm. So those folks, I'm scared for <laughs> the world that my child is going to be living in. But I also feel like that's why I put my child on the basketball team. That's why I put my child outside to go play. Like, you're not going to sit up in here. Yeah, go touch some dirt. Right, yeah. right. You're not going to sit up in here and just, you know, live a, a fake life on Super Mario or whatever they play nowadays. You're not going to live a fake life. You need to go out here and see. And sometimes people not going to like you, right? <laughs> yeah, and you, and you to have to be it. okay with that. Got to be okay with it. Got to be okay with that. that. That's not supposed to turn you violent or angry or like deal with it exactly and so i'm I'm glad you mentioned that about like incels as a whole mm. but it's also the, the way that and i'm speaking about black black incels specifically it's you can tell like a lot of them are being groomed and group yes groomed mm. and that there's an older more influential person affecting molding uh teaching them in these ways like a lot like the best way to get somebody to do something is to make them think it was their own idea and okay. the way they're doing it is they they are simply like re, like the reinforcement doesn't just come from peers it comes from a higher up and right. when when and when a lot of it like a lot of stuff you hear like even being espoused by black folk it's like this sounds eerily similar to a lot of this white supremacist stuff mm-hmm. they've just redirected who they're turning their anger on right and then you're like oh well this is this is my god-given right to do this to do that i'm like bro you don't even understand like you're too dumb to realize you're being played but you're you're being you're you're putting that out there as this brilliance this genius and that that actually leads me to the other part where this tag of genius that kanye and others have gotten which is some somehow supposed to be the excuse that or the way people justify allowing them such wide latitude and i'm wondering based on music influence fashion he is literally not the only one who has done all these things Mm -hmm. like there are people who have similar like let's just take rihanna for instance she has similar influence in fashion and in music Obviously, he didn't put out mixtapes, but she has put out like songs like worked with just as many influential people as he has. We never yep. call her genius. And if you want to take it another step, like Beyonce, how come we never call her genius? Is that tag specifically meant for men, or is it just that like we can't even like like we 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 are so open to giving it to men, and it's not even an option when we're talking about women. Mm. So like so, not only are we less forgiving towards women, we are less complimentary towards women as well. Why is that? Interesting. So I think that the, the standard as far as women goes, I think we we there's always been an expectation that women are either going to be one of two things. Either they're going to be wildly successful, super supportive, uh, holistically great, you know, church moms, all that stuff. Or they're going to be like thoughts. Like that's, that's, what, that's, that's the two options that people have kind of put out there. And it's not right. But for for men, men want to believe that they have some degree or some layer of control 
So when something happens that manifests in your life that gets you something, and it, and it could be a fluke. It doesn't even have to be. I'll give Kanye the credit that I think he did put in the work. Now I will say a lot of his early music, he just stole other people's songs and split it up and he got sued for it a few times. But, um, but what I'll say is, you know, I think that there still is a skill in being able to master a song. There still is a skill to be able to pick up on a tune of what somebody's saying or put the right rapper on the track or whatever the case may be. There's a skill to that. Um, but I also think when people, when, when black men, find a way to get to the bag for some reason it doesn't matter what they did they automatically seem to become geniuses like you could win the lottery tomorrow and you'll be a genius because you knew how to pick the right the right numbers there's not a standard i think it's kind of white supremacy in reverse because when i was growing up they used to tell us the older men in the community would tell us the easiest thing to do in America is be a black man because nobody expects anything from you. The hardest thing to do in America is be a good black man because nobody expects anything. From you, right. So the, the whole concept is mediocrity isn't necessarily something that is frowned upon Damn. for a lot of people. It's like, look, you know, not to say everybody's like rooting for mediocrity, but it's like, look, we know that stuff's going to be hard if you don't make it and you fall back on, hey, I'm just this or I'm just that. We don't want you to feel like you aren't a contributing member to black society, right? But somehow that's been weaponized. And I think that's like a recent thing within the past 20 years. It's been weaponized to say, like almost like to push that the mediocrity in and of itself is a, a B plus. Mm. And then if you can get to the bag, that's the only way you get into getting the A. Um and women just are smarter than us and they've never had to deal with any of that because women say, look, you know what? That's cool. Go be stupid and we're going to go get these degrees and open these businesses up and do all the things that we're supposed to do. Um, and then I think with men, it's hard because we're not monolithic either. Like I've, I've got somebody who I'm always in a Facebook battle with. This dude is super Republican. I can't stand him. <laughs> And everything about him is like pro-Trump, pro-everything, right? But I look at him, he's got several kids, a wife, provides a good living for them. You know what I'm saying? He's doing it for the money. He's saying all the stuff that's detrimental to us. But for his immediate household, there's a benefit, right? And I can't really lump him in with my friends who ain't doing what they're supposed to do. And they got several kids with several different women, and they're not taking care of any of them. And then, like, they have the nerve to criticize him, but I'm like, I don't like him either, but we got to kind of level up before we, like, start throwing those kind of darts. You know what I'm saying? So I just mm-hmm. I just feel like collectively what, what has been missing, in my opinion, is leadership within the Black male community for us. Because, you know, people like me, I, I wasn't raised with a dad. So I didn't have somebody who was going to be there and say, like, this is what is expected of you. It was more so like, don't go to jail and get me called out of work to have to come bail you out. <laughs> like, uh-huh. That's pretty much it. So the standard is don't go to jail. Anything over that, you're that is, winning. Yeah, you're winning. Um, yeah. And, I, and that's not to say my, my experience is the same as every black person. Like I think there are black people I know who grew up in two-parent households, loved, and they act better than some of the people I grew up with who actually were bad, right? <laughs> so, so it's like, 
It's like, yo, you had two parents that loved you. They hugged you and read you bedtime stories every night. We used to wish we could be in your household. We wanted to be related to you. And they'd be like, nah, man, it's on the set. So, uh, <laughs> so who knows, man? I just feel like at some point, everybody has to come with a personal reckoning about what kind of person they want to be. And what I've learned is when it comes down to like my support and my time, my efforts, I don't really deal with adults anymore. Like I just deal with the kids. I'm like, if I can influence kids to make smart decisions for themselves, we'll be much better off. Not to say adults are a lost cause, but mm, some of them are. Yeah. Trying to rationalize with somebody that's 50 and been ignorant for no, 40 yeah, years. Yeah, you, you, that one can, <laughs> they can be left behind. That's fine. No. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I see, and I'm 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 glad you even mentioned some of that there because it's like the influence of uh, a male figure in a, in a boy or a growing man's life is is something that it like you can't put a price on that, mm-hmm. and if like we also need like the right role models. Correct. We can't have role models that's like hey unless you are the reason for success of this family, it's a failure. Like, bruh, like, th- like there, it, there has to be something that's going on that there is such uh, antagonistic feelings towards successful women. Mm-hmm. Because like we, like on one hand, we have this group or this feeling or this movement of, okay, what do you bring to the table? Okay. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and then they say, well, we bring degrees and high paying jobs and, success and then that's a problem too because like you're asking the question you're getting the answer you want and that's still a problem so i'll use i'll use the nigerian community uh in particular nigerian community in america okay it's it's almost it's getting to the levels of if it were in any other community in america it would be like uh an issue of like national it'll be a national crisis Mm. of how many people and 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 it's going to sound very specific but when when i spell it out to you the nigerians that are listening are going to relate to it completely okay uh so it's either a man a nigerian man who who marries someone based in nigeria brings her here she gets acclimated gets a job most often as a nurse or someone in the medical community okay so she has something for herself now she's no longer totally dependent on him right and that woman ends up dead at the hands of her husband. Mm. So it's like, it, it seems like a very specific strand, like that strain of you're here, you bring a woman from Nigeria because you think she's supposed to be docile and subservient and all that. And you, but then you ask, what does she bring to the table? If, is she just going to be domesticated? Like, no, I'm going to do something for myself so that we understand like in this day and age, one income is barely holding up any household. Oh, absolutely. So she gets her degree a lot a lot of because there are a lot of nigerian nurses so it's it's a a industry that the barrier to entry is a lot lower okay like not because of lack of like they don't require intelligence that they are they the barriers aren't there they are okay with us getting that is how i put it so there are a lot of nigerian nurses and the thing is how like they get into this which is a very lucrative position which by any means is supposed to help the family. And yet these women are dying at the hands, almost at the hands of their husbands. Mm. So it's like, what is it about 
uh, a high achieving, and I'm not painting all Nigerian men. Obviously, I, I, I feel like that should go without saying, but yeah. I have to say it. But why is that the like, high achieving women are such a are such a uh, like such danger to black men? Like, why, why is it that there's so like it, it causes such a visceral reaction that now the people that you said require that you require from them, what do they bring to the table? Now that they have brought something to the table, you're like you're now at odds. Like, what what is the what is the issue there? And that's <clears throat> because because they don't listen. It's a Nigerian woman saying that. I'm like, yeah, just get a divorce. Like, yeah. why, like why get like, why why a murder charge? Why why leave your kids without their mother? Like, what is it that that gets you to the point where you're just like, bruh, they like, and it's and that's why I say like I bring it back to this incel thing where. There is just such hatred towards women, which is, and it 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 shows itself in other in other other facets of this free thinker, independent thinker movement. Of mm. you know what, all we have to do is plant that seed there, and you're going to take everything we say every everywhere else. And bruh, nobody's coming to bail us out. Mm. Nobody's coming to bail us out. We and from the looks of things, we're not even ready to bail ourselves out. Because all we're doing now is villainizing other people who have scruples, who have uh, who have convictions, who have principles, who have decided that you know what, we will forsake your goods, we will forsake your transactions, for the sake that now the next person who looks at it is going to decide. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't say something that dumb. Maybe I shouldn't say something that offensive because mm-hmm. these people don't play. Like you can let people into your house, not take off, not take off their shoes track mud all over the floor and then you go to their house and like nah bro you gotta take your shoes off outside right like, no, but we would just not nah, bro that's your house right my house we do things differently right exactly you can let them disrespect you all you want you can let them pee on your sofa and and drink milk right around right at the carton here we do things differently mm-hmm. like so you don't like everybody isn't everybody isn't going to act with a level of self like like disrespect themselves just because you you do absolutely you got standard and you can't Absolutely. now use that. You can't now use that as, well, they have influence, they have power, they control everything. Like, bro, just because you don't control anything, or you choose not to control anything, choose not to, right, 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 doesn't mean that they control everything. It's like it's it's it's. That's deep, man. That's deep. Well, I I just want to say, you know, as as far as gender based violence, I don't think any one particular community in America has a, has a corner on that oh, market. No, no, That's, no, yeah, no. It's, it's gender-based violence. Yeah. And I think part of that is, you know, when you live in a, in a patriarchal society, there's always going to be this thought process that through society, a man is supposed to be elevated above a woman. And the difference for me is that I've, I guess everybody I've been around growing up at all levels, I've always seen successful women. They're the ones who hold the community down. Mm. They're the ones who bring people up and make sure you got what you need for food, got what you need to get to where you're trying to go. Make sure you don't look crazy walking up in places. Like if something happened, they the ones arguing with the police for you, right? Like that's they're the ones who ride for you. Like the dudes, it not not taking any credit because I've had some really wonderful like black men who have stepped in and helped me for all walks of life. Even the the person who, like let's say worst case scenario, the person who is a criminal. Who will say, look, you got an opportunity. You don't need to be up over here, right? right. Even that person, those people don't seem to exist anymore, right? But in yeah, the 80s, it's like everybody can't yeah. just come, 
come start crim- bagging up. Like it's, <laughs> the, the, cri- the criminals don't have morals anymore. Like, think about that. It's the money, man. Everybody's chasing money. Like, what? so when I used to do criminal defense, right, you had like the old school criminals and their organizations, and then you got the youngins. Mm. And we used to have these kinds of conversations. And you would be like, man, what's going on? Why y'all don't tell them this is this? Maybe like young people got money now. They don't listen mm. to us. They don't care about these rules. They snitch on each other. They get paid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, like, it's not the same, right? So I, I think there's there's that generational gap, but I also think, you know, like I, I've got at least four men who were willing to step up when I didn't have a dad and say, I may not be able to be that boy's father, but I can make sure he knows how to play football. I can make sure he knows how to read a book and how to study for this test. I can make sure that he's not on the street in the summer and he's in my program. I can make sure like everybody had a part. And because of all of those men and what they were able to kind of mold as an image for me, I think that's why I've had the ascension that I've, I've had. Right. Cause I, when you know better, you do better. Huh. Um, but I will always say that at the end of the day, in time when times were really, really rough and I needed support. Well, no dude that came in there. It was all it's always a woman who was like, he may not be my child, but that boy's with me, right? Oh. And I think I'm used to that. So now as an adult, whenever I see things like people being disrespectful to black women or trying to discredit black women, I think the real pet peeve I have is black women will have an achievement that some man, regardless of his race, will try to take from her huh. and say, oh, I did this when in actuality you didn't, right? So I'm, I'm all about um, elevating and trying to protect because I feel like they're the people who really put the safety nets in for us to be successful. But I also think it comes down to kind of us identifying what does it mean to be a man in this society? Because, you know, historically, if to be a man, you was the one who paid the bills, you was the one who worked, you just want to do all that. But now if women working, they don't need you for that no more. Uh-huh. So what is your role? And a lot of people can't conceptualize. Maybe the role is to be supportive. Maybe the role is to show love. Maybe the role is to just be present. Like maybe, maybe that's the role. Yeah. And just to make sure you're not a mooch, like don't be a mooch living <laughs> on the couch. But at the same time, like contribute, help, you know, and, and be there. And I think, people make it harder than what it needs to be because they have an image of what they think a man is supposed to be. And usually just putting this out there, if it's a man that's beating up on women, it says a lot about what he thinks about himself, right? So usually when he feels like he outmatched, that's when he try to try to box on people because he feels like you're smarter than him. He's like, you make more money than him. He feels like you got more upside than he does. He feels like he gonna be replaced, right? And the truth of the matter is, guys who are on another level who understand what you're going through, they're going to be putting their vote in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to say, hey. you know what? Hey, you ain't happy? Yeah, you want to go to France? Let's do it. You want to do this? Let's do it. And, and if he can't compete with that, then he's going to try to find the only way that he can control you to stop you from doing it. So, you know, that's why I'm just like, look, you ain't got to waste time with nobody. Life is finite. Life is short. It's about experiences. Live your life. I don't care if you want to be Michelle Obama or Megan Thee Stallion. Live mm. your life, right? And if somebody rock with you, they're going to get with you, and that's cool. If they don't, have fun along the way, right. and enjoy yourself, make yourself happy, because 
these people out here don't really know what they want. I think they got an image of who they want. Like it's so many dudes I know to be like, oh yeah, Megan Stallion, Megan Stallion. You don't really want Megan Stallion. You don't want them problems. Yo, like, yo, you, 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 you ain't you, built for that. Yeah, you, you're gonna have a different level of anger dealing with her. So. Right, right. Everywhere you go, some dude gonna be doing bird, man. Yeah, <laughs> so, you ain't ready for uh, that. Yeah, you, hey, I mean, unless he could fight, that's about it. I mean, they, but, they're gonna be testing him on a regular. Yeah, it ain't even fighting though. At, oh. at some point, like, I guess what I've come to realize is at some point, there are just some people who are just better than me, man. Like, I know for a fact, if, if, if Michael Ely came into the club, yo, what's oh, up? I am I am so glad you brought that up because <laughs> the last the last post that I know I saw for sure on your page was about the uh, Creed three. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I was like, the majors. Yep, yeah. I, I was like, I was dying, <laughs> and then and then I saw the trailer, and I was like, you're right, you're right. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey. you're right. Everybody, but Bun B had an interview where he was like, the whole concept is that you got to acknowledge what you got. Because you might be looking at what you got and think it's a seven. But mm. to somebody else, it's a 12. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing applies to men. Like, I, I may not be a 10, mm. but I feel like I'm a strong eight. But if I'm in a certain room mm. with other people that's threes, right? That's not go up. If I'm mm. in a room with, with Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, probably gonna take a little hit on my stock back. Bro, I'm not yeah. entering that room. <laughs> I am not entering that. I mean, exactly. Bro, it's I like I, I even know they made muscles like that, bro. Like, what's going on? Man. And you wanna hate. Like, my first thing is to hate because you gotta make an excuse as to why you don't have it. So that's like, oh, you know, if I had personal trainers and dietitians, oh, and yeah. All, yeah, yeah, like, you know, I hurt my knee in twelfth grade. That's right. why. I, that's why I, I couldn't lift no more. You know, like, why your muscles got muscles, bro? Like, what is going on there? Hey, I, at this point, I just salute people, man. I salute because there's always gonna be somebody better, somebody gonna be richer, somebody gonna be something. I just salute people because I feel like. One, it teaches you. It's a lesson in humility that you need. It teaches you to be like, don't ever think that you're the best thing that God ever made, right? Uh-huh. Like, don't ever think that, right? Uh-huh. Be don't proud. Tell you, don't tell your woman that, though. No, no, oh, no, no, no. As a no. man, you have to, oh, you okay. have to uphold your standards, oh, right? Okay. okay. So you go, you gonna slip out. But that. at the same time, you gotta remember too. Like, I've been married for a long time. Mm. One of the things that I looked at when I went into getting married, I said, you know, I'm only doing this once. Because okay. I wasn't miserable single. I was having fun. Mm. I'm only doing this once, and I'm going to give it my all. The other thing I said is, I don't look at marriage as, oh, is this going to last forever? I look at marriage as, okay, are we going to get to tomorrow? Mm. Right? You deal with it one day at a time. Right? Some days better than others, but if you always make the choice, if y'all both agree that we're going to try again tomorrow, then you still good. Right? It's when you be like, nah, I'm good. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's when you're in trouble. When it's like, hey, she won't even return my call. That's when you're Damn. in trouble. Um, but yeah, if you agree, because I think sometimes people get caught up in looks and all that stuff. But what I've realized is it's more so about experiences and understanding that there are certain people whose stuff that you can tolerate and certain people whose stuff you can't tolerate. And, you know, you got to know yourself. You can't be with somebody else if you don't understand yourself. So if you with somebody and she need to be at the club every Friday, because that's what she do, and you're not cool with that, 
that's not the person for you, right? Yeah. If you with somebody and they got to be in church every Tuesday night, right? <laughs> and you're not a church person. It's not the person for you. It's okay. She might still be fine, right? But she not the one for you, right? So you just got to figure out kind of what is what is my space? What am I comfortable with? And who's going to hold me down if stuff goes horribly wrong or if stuff goes right? Who's going to have my back and actually be here to support? And you should reciprocate. And had a back too. So I'm not a relationship expert or nothing. I just feel like I've messed up enough <laughs> to realize like what doesn't work. And okay. I think part of it was until you kind of explore who you are and figure out like, I'm not as great as I thought I was. I got some yeah. things I need to sit down with the therapist and work through. You know what I'm saying? I got some, some issues I need oh, to yeah. get through. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another theme that we need to put out there. Black men. Go 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 see a therapist, please. Therapy please. is not the enemy. I mean, because like I got homeboys, not everything they could tell me, and they probably can't tell their women those Absolutely. things. Go talk to a therapist, even if it's just a vent. You don't even need to take in the information, although it's advisable that you do. Right. Go talk to somebody who is trained to listen. Because like all it take all all you might need is just a little tweaking on your mindset and you be and you be better than you've ever been. A so little yeah, tweaking go a long way. Yeah, like just this, a little. This and this is coming from someone who was vehemently opposed to therapy. I was like, ain't nothing wrong over here. Why are mm -hmm. you suggesting therapy? Are you trying to say blah 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 blah? Saw a therapist. Whatever they were saying was right. It it was right. You just you just ha happen to be the last person to realize it, the last person to conceptualize it, last person to accept it, Absolutely. and those things that you're saying to a therapist, it could be the most mundane thing, but the way you are saying it can trigger something for the therapist to like dig deeper. And yeah, so I, I'm not even going to like start preaching about therapy. I might have like a therapist on the show at some time in the future, but Definitely. that is something that I would a hundred percent like vouch for absolutely like, and it's confidential yeah and it's confidential it ain't like somebody going to snitch on all your, your oh, secrets oh, yeah. see yeah <laughs> they're not, they don't, well i would say don't don't get uh if you're nigerian don't get a nigerian therapist i'm not bad mouthing <laughs> i'm not bad mouthing nigerian therapist i'm just saying your therapist might be friends with your mom and that could be <laughs> very dicey that could be very awkward <laughs> like they could be in the same church fellowship and she's praying and she's talking about let us pray <sighs> for sister so so's -so son he is going through some things and you're like what no i would just like for just for the sake of peace and so that the prophet <laughs> and experience fully just you know steer just just you know i'm not even saying don't see a black therapist in fact i would i would recommend yeah. i would recommend you see a black therapist black therapist mm -hmm. if you're nigerian just don't go to nigerian therapy i'm not saying <laughs> i'm not saying they are i'm not saying anything of their integrity or their training no, just saying you know just don't just don't let the necessary occur that's all yeah, exactly yeah. exactly well yeah we we are, we are big on therapy over here even though we're drag kicking and screaming we got there and we realized that, you know what? We might not like to admit it, but they were right this whole time. That, that therapy thing is a nece it's necessary. And oh, whoever is listening, absolutely 
go like it's it's like even if like whether it's physical health or or look at it like look at it like a shower you don't take one long shower at the end of the month you take right. a shower most people i stand corrected i stand corrected you shouldn't <laughs> take one long shower at the Correct. end of the month regular shower, like so it's like once you're doing it incrementally it's like it, it it adds up it builds up or it's just like it prevents bad habits from taking hold and it's like it's it's just it's it's just like nothing has to be wrong for you to to do, uh, go through therapy it's like it's it's a regular checkup just yep. making sure everything is in top shape and someone said a certain demo does they they wait to the end of the month to take a shower. Um, we know who you're talking about yeah we, we know, know. <laughs> we, we we get you we, yeah it's, you know um, who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. See, that's 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 subtlety. Kanye could learn a lesson from that. <laughs> and and you know what? And on that note, I think I think we've I think we've done this topic justice. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, because I know I've I've been on your show a couple times, and it's always a good time. And and man, it's. I, I needed to get this off my chest because all this Kanye nonsense has just been bubbling up and there's just so many people justifying and making excuses for him. And it's like, nah, y'all don't get the picture. Y'all don't see the vision. Y'all don't understand what's happening. He's uh, 10 steps ahead. It's not checkers. It's chess. No. And like, bruh, he's just selfish. It's, it's capitalism. You don't have to, you don't have to bring virtue into it. Everybody understands capitalism. Right. Right. Heck, you get it. His money. <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is like, he's trying to get his money. Everybody understand. Like, you know what? We get it. He's trying to protect his money, but don't try to make it virtuous. Don't try to make it righteous. Don't try to make it. Oh, he's doing it for us. He sure as hell ain't doing it for me. No, nope. I'll tell you that much right now. He's not doing ish for me, but yeah. Uh, right. I appreciate you coming on. So you have any last words for the, for the people? Man, I always got last words. So, so first and foremost, um, just want to make sure people have my uh, social media contact stuff. So, uh, J Hamilton Mac, that's J Hamilton M A C, uh, okay. on IG. Um, Twitter is is more so my professional persona, but that's J Hamilton McCoy two okay. uh, on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, definitely check me out. And then most people on Facebook is just J Hamilton McCoy, but. Follow me in my musings when I when I put stuff up. Yeah, I mean uh, your your write ups your, your write ups are I was very well done, very very I well done. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I appreciate it, and and I'll also say you know I just think it's important for people to understand that everybody's life matters and everybody has value. Uh, we were, we were pushing therapy before, but I think one of the things that one of the first things that the therapist helps you to realize is the value that you contribute. And like like Toto said, it's a little tweaking goes a long way, long way. So definitely do therapy. Uh, definitely keep watching this podcast. I also want to shout out because I always love you know being embraced by the Nigerian family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm a, a few generations removed, but I'm one of y'all. So, <laughs> so um, I appreciate that and all the love that we've been getting in the comments. Uh, and definitely check us out. I'm sure we'll be coming back with shows soon. And shout out to uh, my sister Ketchy on here. I saw her comment a couple times, but shout yeah, out she, to you. She 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 be blowing up the comments, and we definitely appreciate her, as well as everybody else in the comments. Someone wanted us to talk about She Hulk and how Marvel has become woke comic, and I know who that is, and I'm not even going to pay him no mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he he just didn't like She Hulk. That's it. He he didn't like. How did he not like She Hulk? He, he he just didn't like. He just didn't like Meg the Stallion being in it. 
And that that's I, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Somebody <laughs> when has adding Meg the Stallion to something been a problem? Exactly. When when has that ever been a bad thing? Exactly. I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm 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 not even giving him the time of day, him and his trash ass soccer team. I'm not even giving him the time of day. Right <laughs> like, you 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 bruh complaining about Meg the Stallion, please. If anything, Marvel needs more Meg. Right, right. She should be She-Hulk. That's, uh, that's, that's just casting. That's, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. Really appreciate you coming on. And to everybody listening, please make sure you rate, review, subscribe. If you caught this late, uh, you can listen to this over or you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, even on Stitcher. I'm I'm not even sure how we got on Stitcher, but we there. Not, Shout but, out yeah, Stitcher. So subscribe, you know. Listen and tell a friend to tell a friend. I know we had some technical difficulties earlier. You know, we were trying to do something different for y'all. Didn't quite turn out the way we wanted, but you know, we're here and y'all stuck with us. So we really appreciate it. And uh, to all of y'all independent thinkers out there, all I'm, all I'm going to say is, you know, just think a little harder, you know, like whatever is, is making you feel like you got the answers. Uh, I don't know. Read, 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 read a real book. Read, read a book with a barcode. Kanye doesn't do. Yeah, read, read a book with a barcode. Let's, let's, yeah. But you, you know, he said, close your third eye and decalcify yeah. your pineal gland. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, you know what? I think I've done some healing. I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to mention that name anymore for another 35 episodes. Okay, so I've gotten that out of my system. Nice. I've been, I've been fest. This has been festering. I've been seeing a lot of conversation about it, and I'm like, not only is he dumb, but the conversation about it was dumb. Yep. And it was just like, it 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 was just like banging your head against a dumb wall. Yep. And it's like now you're having like dumb headaches. And it's like, it, it, you know, I'm just happy. I'm I'm happy. I'm at a place of peace now. I'm using what my therapist taught me. You know. Understanding that you can't control the stupidity of others. Yep. All you can do is, you know, control your emotions and, you know, put it into something productive. And that's why we've spoken for two hours now. So, again, I want to appreciate you for coming on. Appreciate everybody Absolutely. listening and appreciate everybody who will. I'm not sure the next time we're going to do this, but it, don't worry. It's not going to be another 10 months. I, I can promise you that. I can promise not going to be another 10 months. And, oh, yeah, next game night coming up soon that I promise you another we will have a game night in november i promise you that so if you are interested in being a guest on the game night reach out to the well actually pod on twitter or instagram or even facebook i won't be checking the facebook like that but you can reach out to us on facebook and let us know you're interested in being a guest i'm not going to say what the topic is yet because i don't want y'all studying so just <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i saw what happened last time y'all didn't even follow the instructions but i'm not pointing out any names. <laughs> i'm not pointing out anybody but yeah i appreciate y'all and uh we'll do this again soon